The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Let me hear somebody shout again, the best for last. That's my portion. Hallelujah. So last Sunday, we started talking about how you can maximize the aftermath of supernatural. I will quickly continue from there this morning. Um, I'm also talking about how you can maximize the last days of 2019. Um, And like I said, I'm going to give you three powerful keys. And I want to talk to everyone again in case you are here and Satan has stolen your joy. That was the first key we talked about last week. If Satan has stolen your joy, I will not try to pronounce that Yoruba word again. I will say it the way I know it. What we have is a submersible pumping machine. I understand that one. I can say that one very well. That's what you have in the Holy Ghost. If you have a borehole, you put your pumping machine underground, helping you to draw from the reservoir of water that God has provided there. That's what the Holy Ghost is supposed to be in your life as a believer. And the way it does that is by you being a thankful, joyful, grateful person. So again, if your joy has been stolen, and I won't be surprised if somebody's joy was stolen between last Sunday and now, all manner of things can happen in a week. Please get it restored back. Can I hear a loud amen? And we are not just talking about joy. If you really hear the key we shared last week, we said you should use joy to set or to shift and set the atmosphere around your life, your praise and your worship. And we taught you how you can do that. Isaiah 12 from verse 3 to 6 actually gave you step by step. Six things you can do with your mouth. I won't go into that again this morning. That If you just do them, you will just find the joy of the Lord rising. And you can shift any atmosphere around you and set it. Sooner or later, if you have not decided already, you have to make up your mind whether you want to be a thermometer or you want to be a thermostat. You have to decide what kind of Christian you want to be. Thermometer is that one that Satan can pour cold weather on your life and the temperature in your life or the atmosphere will just come down. That's what thermometers do. They just read temperature. So they are not in control of the atmosphere. Or you can be the thermostat. I was feeling a bit cold or the room was feeling because I told them, tell them to adjust the AC a bit. You can regulate the atmosphere around you. God expects you to be a thermostat. You should be able to shift and set the atmosphere. And that's so vital. There are many, many metaphors in scriptures about seed and trees and plants. The word of God is called a seed. We are called trees. And you should know that not all plants or not all seeds can grow in every place. It depends on the atmosphere, the condition of the soil, the amount of rain, the amount of heat. Or the atmosphere around determines how the seed will bring forth fruit. Your life will bring forth fruit in Jesus' name. Set your spiritual atmosphere. Don't carry depression and sadness around. The moment you start sensing that, do what we thought last week. And if you don't know how to do that, please go and get the message. Today, I want to give you a second key. I told you I'm going to give you three keys. And this one is meditation. Somebody say meditation. These are three powerful things you can do after you have had an encounter with God or after a major convention or at a year end. 
so that your tomorrow will be brighter than your today. And that will be your story in Jesus' name. And this is the instruction, specific instruction from God. Meditate on the word or the words, in case you have more than one. The word or words you received from God. Hallelujah. Meditate. First and foremost, this presupposes that you have a word from God. So let me start from there. In case you are here, you can't say, Pastor T, this is my word from God for this season. That's where you need to start from. Go and get the supernatural messages and keep hearing and hearing until something strikes a chord in your spirit. We are talking about the aftermath of supernatural. Not everything they said dead will pertain to you. Find the one that is your own. And once you have located that word, this is where some people stop. Ah, they get excited about the word. Oh, I love what Reverend Septimus said. Oh, I love that prophecy Reverend K gave. Hey, I love that. Mm-mm. Thank God for the word you have found. But you now need to meditate on it. I will, tell, I will say a few things about what meditation is before I go on in a minute. Meditate on the word. So find your word or words. So in case you have found one, keep digging. Maybe God has three, four, five words for you. We are not going to have supernatural until the end of 2020. So what God will normally do is he will give you a word in 2019 that will carry you for the next one year at the very minimum. You need to locate that word. And you need to be meditating on that word or those words. If you are going to see the fruit, the full fruit that God has ordained for you to bear, you will see that full fruit in Jesus' name. Regulate the atmosphere around your life with your praise and worship. Locate your word and meditate on your word. What does it mean to meditate? It means to engage in thought. You need to take that word and be thinking about it. Be thinking about it. To think over something or to think deeply about something. To think over it over and over and over again. And be thinking deeply about it. Please hear me and hear me well. This is where many Christians feel. Hear what I'm saying. You will not feel in Jesus' name. Learn to meditate on your word. If you, will, uh, if you are prayerful, and there's no reason why anybody in this church should not be prayerful, we pray every day. Pray with Dr. K, pursuit. There are so many opportunities for you to be a prayerful believer. The Holy Ghost will let you know this is your word for the season. You will keep hearing it in your spirit. I have my word for this season. It's part of what I'm sharing with you. To meditate means to reflect upon something. To brood over something. And this is the one I think is the most powerful definition of it. To keep saying something over and over to yourself. Keep muttering something over and over to yourself. So you're supposed to find the word God gave you. Maybe the word that struck a chord in you is, it's my season of divine opportunities. Sometimes it's a revelation you meditate on. You can't have rest on the outside, except there's rest on the inside. I taught you that before supernatural. During supernatural, Reverend K came and emphasized it. Can you imagine how that must have made me felt? I mean, and it's not like me, Reverend K and I were comparing notes. It can be a revelation. And you are thinking about that. How can I have peace constantly on the inside? And you are brooding over it. You are thinking about it. As you are thinking, the only way is saying, you do this, do this, do this. That's what you should be doing with your word. 
And everybody can meditate. I will prove that in one simple fact. One simple fact. How many of you here that are of age know how to worry? They won't raise their hand now. Or you have worried before. You've worried about your wife. You've worried about your husband. You've worried about your children. You've worried about your job. You've worried about your future before in your life. You don't even have to teach you how to worry. We don't have to teach you how to meditate. Meditating and worrying are the same thing. When you are worrying, you are, you are focusing, you are thinking deeply, you are pondering over, you are reflecting on negative things that make you afraid. Meditation is doing that with the word of God. With the promise of God. That's what you have, that's all you have to do. So don't tell me you don't know how to meditate. Look at your neighbor and say you know how to meditate. Do what you are doing. When you are worrying about your health. Look for somebody else that's interested in what we are saying this morning. Say do what you are doing. When you are worrying about how to pay your rent. But this time don't do it about outstanding rents. Do it about God's promise of provision. That's meditation. So don't say you don't know how to meditate. Before one devil starts discussing somebody else. First Timothy 4 verse 15. I wish I had time. You should start reading from verse 12 to 16. But I need to move. Meditate on these things. Paul told Timothy a number of things. And at the end of it, he said, meditate on them. Why? Then he also said, give yourself entirely to them. That's what meditation is. You are thinking over something. You are, you are sold out in your heart to that thing. When you do that, what will happen? That your progress may be evident to all. I prophesy over everyone under the sound of my voice this morning. In 2020, from now, your progress in life will be evident to all of us. In the name of Jesus. The way to do about, go about that is to meditate on your word from God. Meditate on your word from God. Joshua 1.8 This book of the Lord shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall do just one thing, you know, meditate on it day and night. I've, I've been sharing with us in church about heaven reigning on, on the earth. That's one of the major things I'm meditating on this and that God, God, God showed me. And like I said in my teachings, one of the things that struck me the most as I was just studying and preparing is that everywhere in heaven they were calling Jesus the Lamb of God. That's what I've been meditating on. If I have called Jesus the Lamb of God once in the last month or two, I've called him the Lamb of God a thousand times. I've been just been muttering that Lamb of God. I don't even know how many times I've said it in this service. Just sitting down here. Jesus, the Lamb of God. That's meditation. The book of the Lord not departing from your mouth. That's meditation. God gives you a word. You, you are reading your Bible. Something just strikes. I've never heard that. That of all the revelations of Jesus in heaven is the Lamb of God that stands out. Nobody ever taught me. So when I was studying, I said, ah, why are they calling him the lamb? The lamb all over heaven. And I've just been meditating on that. It should not depart from your mouth. You should meditate on it day and night. Say it, say it once, say it 10,000 times, say it 1 billion times, say it 30 billion times, say it 100 billion times. That you may observe to do according to what is written therein. You know why some of us don't do what we have to do with the word? We don't meditate on the word. So it's not clear what to do. You will see that as we take communion this morning. And if you will meditate and then observe to do what you are supposed to do, 
you will make your way prosperous. Is anybody interested in what we are talking about? And you will have good success. That shall be your portion in 2020. Oh, glory be to God. Let me tap your neighbor and say, shift the atmosphere. And set the atmosphere around your life with praise and worship, with joy and thanksgiving, with gratitude to God. You have no reason to be depressed at this time. When the feeling of depression comes, you are a thermostat, not a thermometer. Shift the atmosphere with your praise and set it in an atmosphere of heaven. And the atmosphere of heaven is joy. Listen, the moment you start practicing depression, you are no longer operating in heaven. Then not only that, meditate on your word. Locate your word. It's your job to find your word. Though. Me, I know that word is my word this season. That in heaven, Jesus is the lamp. I'm adding other things so that they taught me supernatural, but that's my predominant word. Just meditating on it. It brings life into you. And ultimately, it makes you to have good success. Oh, hallelujah. Leave those hands and say, Father, I thank you. Everything you deposited in me and in this church during Supernatural 2019, they shall be evident in my life by this time tomorrow. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Many of us understand the place of worshipping Jesus as the Lamb. One text we quote a lot when we have communion services, Revelation chapter 5. That says, worthy is the Lamb that was slain. And we've talked about how the fact that they were worshipping Jesus in heaven as the Lamb of God. We understand that place of worship. Jesus is the Lamb of God settled. And we understand the place of worshipping the Lamb. As I was meditating on that revelation that Jesus is the Lamb and is seen as the Lamb and worshipped as the Lamb in heaven, God dropped this in my heart. What I want to share with you today. Very few people have the revelation of the fact that, yes, we should worship the Lamb. People have that. But people don't fully understand the place of we should eat the Lamb. We do it. I'm not talking about you. Do, I'm not talking about practicing it. You practice it. Some people do religiously, but I'm talking about having a revelation of eating him. Eat, eat. We understand the place of worshipping the lamb, but we need an understanding of the place of eating the lamb. Jesus is the lamb of God, also known as the bread of heaven. Or the bread of life, as he called it in John chapter 6. And please understand this as we read today, as we, as we partake of the communion today. That's, that's what we read in our text. In Exodus chapter 12, God told them to have a meal. I want you to understand this communion. Jesus the Lamb is the supernatural meal of God. God was going to deliver these people out of hundreds of years of bondage. He had done all manner of miracles. Now I wanted to do the last miracle, the plague to deliver them. And the instruction to them was have a meal. Every household gets a lamb. 
If you don't have your own house yet and you can't afford a lamp, partner with a friend. But there must be a lamp over every person. And that lamp was a type of Jesus. What the earth was a type and shadow. It's, it's a reference to Christ. But he didn't ask them to worship the lamb. Please catch this revelation. He told them to eat the lamb. Hallelujah. Jesus referred to it in his teachings. Um, Luke 22, in instituting the Lord's Supper, verse 19, he took the bread, and this one, they were also partaking of the Passover then, gave thanks and broke it and gave it to them, saying, this is my body given to you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This is the cup of the new covenant in my blood, which was shed for you. Matthew's account in Matthew 26, 28 talks about for the remission and forgiveness of our sins. Apostle Paul explained what transpired there in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Let's read from verse 23. Please watch what he was emphasizing here. 1 Corinthians 11 from verse 23. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you. That the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke the bread and he said, please watch this. And you will notice very carefully, um, the words Paul used here was not in what Jesus said in Luke. Jesus never mentioned the word eat. He just said, this is my body given to you. Do this remembrance of me. But Apostle Paul now said, he said, take, eat. Eat. Somebody say eat. This is my body which is broken for you. Apostle Paul emphasized the word eat there. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, verse 25, 1 Corinthians 11, he took the cup after supper saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it. Tap somebody and say, eat and drink. Eat and drink. Now, we all understand that physically speaking, if people don't eat and drink well, they will be malnourished physically. Am I right? I want you to understand this morning. If you don't eat and drink this communion well, you will be malnourished spiritually. You will be malnourished. In fact, Apostle Paul went on to say that in that exposition in 1 Corinthians 11. He said, many of you are not eating and drinking the body of the Lord. Well, he used this phrase. He said um, they were eating the communion unworthily. They don't understand what they are eating. And he said, because of this, many are weak, many are sick, and many are dead. That doesn't refer to just physically. It can be anything else. It can be spiritually. It can be maritally. It can be financially. If you eat well and you drink well, you will be well nourished. Can I hear a loud amen? And that applies to the body and the blood of Jesus. The eating and the drinking of it well is a function of faith. It's a function of revelation. It's a function of understanding. And that comes in the place of meditation. Now, I've talked before about meditation. I don't want to dwell on that. I want to talk about eating it now. Every time you eat the communion, understand what you are eating. 
you are eating the lamb of God. God gave me a very humorous interpretation for you Nigerians this morning. Are you hearing Nigerians? God said this is Holy Ghost Heavenly Suya. Somebody say Holy Ghost Suya. I'm assuming there are no vegetarians here. And everybody here likes suya. Someone brought one kinishi for me from the north two weeks ago. It was lovely. Well roasted lamb or meat. That, that, that's what happened in Exodus chapter 12. Get the lamb, keep it with you for four days. On the fourth day, sacrifice it. Put the blood on the lintel and the doorpost of your house. In our own case, we drink. This is between the Old and the New Testament. It's not asking us to put blood on us. It's telling us to drink it now. Then eat it. Eat the head. Eat the feet. Eat the entrails. Eat every part of it. Eat a meal. That's what to do with the Lamb of God. Eat it. Among other things, there's a place to worship Him. We are not disputing that. But we are to eat Him. Somebody say, I eat the Lamb. With faith, with understanding, with revelation. And listen, when you do it like they did in Exodus 12, all manner of miracles can happen. That's all they did. Let me just, as I close this morning, point out five major, and we can list so many more, but I just want to narrow it down to this five. They ate a meal. They ate suya. But you see, this is a supernatural meal. Somebody says supernatural. They ate suya and they experienced deliverance from bondage. Oh, hallelujah. They experienced deliverance from bondage and affliction. They experienced the turning around of their their captivity. They had been in captivity for hundreds of years. They had been in Egypt for 400 years. Hundreds of years in bondage under the Egyptians. And God told them, eat this lamb. Just that's all. He didn't tell them to pray. Please cut what I'm saying. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with prayer. He didn't tell them to worship. Kill the lamb. Put the blood on your doorpost. I'm going to pass over Egypt. I'm coming to judge Egypt. And everybody is subject to the judgment of God. But he said, when I see the blood of the lamb, I will pass over you. And he told them to eat. Number two, they experienced healing. Healing. Health. Strength. Wholeness. The Bible said, all of them left Egypt that night and there was not one feeble among their tribe. Hallelujah. That's what happens when you eat well. When you eat well. You will have healing and health and strength. Number three, they experience prosperity. None was feeble and they left with silver and gold. I mean, you eat a meal and money comes into your hand. Riches come into your life. Prosperity comes into your life. It's supernatural. If you don't have this understanding, you are taking communion, you don't know what you are doing. Number four, there was mercy and favor. The spirit of death or the angel of death came, their their households were spared. They ate a meal. They ate a meal. What was killing the firstborn of the Egyptians did not touch them. And God said, I will give you favor before the Egyptians. Go and ask them of articles of silver and gold. And they gave them. Because they were afraid of them. From eating a meal. Somebody's life is changing from today.
And number five, as we close this morning, there was protection and preservation. Hallelujah. Their housework was covered, shielded from the plague. Your life is shielded from any plague and every plague. What is killing others will not touch you. If you eat well, eat well. All you have to do is to eat. Not pray, not worship, eat. Nothing wrong with praying and worshiping. We do that as we eat it. But the thing is to eat. So as we come and partake this morning, I want you to come with this understanding. This is a supernatural meal. And like we always encourage you, learn to eat this as often. So it will help your faith. But please, I want you to understand this. They only ate that meal once so for all those miracles to happen. Did you hear what I'm saying? They only ate the meal how many times? Once. One meal, one night. And all those five things I listed and many more that we don't have time to talk about this morning happened for them. Somebody's story will change as we partake of this communion this morning. This one meal we're having today will transform your life. It will transform your finances. It will transform your marriage. It will transform your career. See, it's all manner of miracles. Somebody say all manner of miracles. Because I'm eating the bread of heaven. The Lamb of God. The bread of life. Rise up on your feet. Open your mouth. Begin to pray. And position yourself to eat and partake in faith this morning. That's all you need to do. Begin to call him the Lamb of God. And I want you to just call him that not as an object we worship. And there's nothing wrong with that. And we are going to worship him and we should worship him. But as a meal that we eat. A meal that we eat. This is the bread of heaven. As I partake of this meal, sickness and disease flees from me forever. I partake of this meal. All the financial difficulties I've been experiencing, they come to an end. Like it happened for the children of Israel. Pastors, please quickly, let's get positioned. Come to the communion table. Congregation, open your mouth and begin to pray. This is a supernatural meal. I'm only eating it, but it can affect every area of my life. One meal, one night. I don't need to eat it more than once. I don't need to. They ate it just once. And everybody was made strong. None was feeble among their tribe. Everybody became rich. They left with silver and gold. Everybody's captivity was turned around. I prophesy over you again. Whatever has been holding you captive. Whatever has been oppressing you or putting you in bondage. It ends as you partake of this supernatural bread and supernatural wine this morning. In the name of Jesus. Come on church, open your mouth and begin to pray. Stay your faith, stay your faith. All I need to do is to eat. This is the Lamb of God. Suya from heaven. Supernatural meal. Jesus told them what, um, what Moses gave you guys in the wilderness was not the main one. It was just a type and a shadow. Manna and manna sustained them for 40 years. I am the real bread of heaven. Bread there referring to food. Food. And he was talking about the fact that I'm the Lamb of God. I am the one that has been roasted on your behalf. Sacrificed on your behalf. And when you eat me in faith, with revelation and understanding, everything changes. Father, we consecrate this element as the body and the blood of Jesus. Our perfect lamb, perfect sacrifice that was sacrificed for us, that obtained perfect redemption for us. And every miracle, every blessing we desire, as we eat this morning, 
thank you because it's affected in our lives. Like it was done for the children of Israel when they stepped out of Egypt in the name of Jesus. Pastors, please quickly take your positions. Ushers, we need to move. We need to move very quickly. Someone should come and um, start the uh, music team, please, quickly. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-00640.